When one door closes, another one opens. Nothing could be truer for up-and-coming flightweight prospects Lemo Urbina of Phoenix, Arizona by way of Hermosillo, Mexico. Urbina is all set to make her United States Pro debut next Thursday, February 6th, when she faces off against veteran Noemi Rebelde Bosques of Florida in a scheduled six-rounder in the flyweight division. The Urbina vs. Bosques fight will be featured on a Golden Boy Promotions card from the Fantasy Springs Casino in Indio, California, live on The Zone. On this episode of Face to Face, Urbina speaks about her flourishing relationship with Golden Boy Promotions, her next fight against Bosques, and what the future holds. After your successful amateur career, you went ahead and signed with Sanfer, who was uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest promoter in Mexico. And recently that relationship ended with you and Sanfer. What were your thoughts at, at the end of that of that uh, relationship? Well, um, first off, I, I did have a, a good start in the pros with them. I'm, I'm very grateful for them having carried me to 10 and 0. Um, it came to an end uh, because uh, my contract ended and, and I didn't wish to resign because I felt that um, I should have uh, had a little more uh, activity and, um, you know, things just didn't work out to, to work together again. But um, I'm very thankful for the way they started me off in the pros. Now, there was a there was an offer from them to re-sign with them? Uh, there was. Uh, there was an offer to re-sign. I just, uh, I honestly, I wasn't interested. I believe that um, as, a, as a fighter, everybody, we all want to finish our career in the in the States and, and coming to the States and fighting here. That's, that's my desire. So I wanted to cross the border and, and be fighting in the States more often. You know, you spend a lot of time in the amateur. So when you went pro, you're like in your, in the later stage of your, of your twenties. So when the, when the split came with Sanford, was there any, any doubt in you and, and your team that, there was going to be another promoter for you that might be interested in, in your services? Uh, there wasn't any doubt for me because, um, I mean, um, I think I have a pretty good following. I'm pretty well known out there. Um, I'm lucky to have a, a team that works very hard for me. And, um, I feel that I do have a lot to offer. It's not only about what the company can do for you, but what you can do for the company. And I feel that I'm a, young woman that knows how to work hard and I knew that I was going to have interest on uh, this side of the border. Interest came in the in the form of Golden Boy Promotions although although it's not official yet and I don't know if it's official mm-hmm. or if you've signed the contract with them but this is going to be the second fight with them um, in the last couple of months and it is going to be your first fight as a profession in the United States. So how did that relationship flourish with Golden Boy Promotions? Well, um, I've I've known Roberto for a few years now. Um, I follow him on social media. He follows me too. Um, uh, one day, um, you know, we, I, I, I had talked to him about uh, my brother's documentary. He had seen it. So he knew exactly who I was. He also had seen me fight on, on The Zone. I had a really good fight uh, last year in February on the zone. 
I got lucky enough that I was a swing bout and I was able to be the co-main event in a packed arena, and that was huge for me. I also have uh, Joel Diaz on my team, which is uh, very important and very helpful. And um, we all came together, and um, we started uh, talking with uh, Roberto Diaz, and um, our contract came to an end with Sanfer. Uh, we started talking, and uh, nothing really came about. I stayed patient. And then uh, one day, uh, Robert calls me up for a fight, and uh, it was uh, kind of a short notice, but it was an, I knew that it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up, and I took it, and um, I looked really good, and, and things are, are going very well. Um, I'm looking forward to my next fight, to looking great again, and uh, uh, we're going to be talking about a contract pretty soon. Now, before we get to the your opponent in the next fight, let's talk about the fact that the, this fight is going to be your first one in, in the United States. I follow you on social media like many others do, and I know that you're putting a big emphasis on the fact that this is the first fight in the United States for you as a pro, and more so that your family, your mom and dad, are finally going to get to see you fight as a professional. So please elaborate a little bit on that and, and the feelings that you're having of that fight and especially if you are putting any pressure on yourself to perform in a certain way in that fight. Well, um, I'm going to take it back, uh, to a few years ago, uh, when I was amateur in 2013, uh, November of 2013, that was the last time my parents, uh, both saw me fight live, um, at a local, uh, boxing tournament here in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, that same day as I was gloving up and warming up, uh, the two people that had killed my brother were uh, on pursuit to getting caught by the detectives. I received a call as I was warming up by the detective telling me that um, they were they had caught the first suspect and they were on to the second to please not say anything that um, you know I that they were on pursuit. And um, it was just a terrible feeling. I'm sitting there warming up. I have a sick pain in my stomach. I tell my parents. My parents know about it. We're just nervous. Uh, my coach, who's also my husband, tells me that if I don't want to fight, I don't have to. Uh, I decide to fight. I um, Right before I go up into the ring, the detective calls me. He tells me that the second suspect has been caught. He tells me their name. And uh, I go up to fight. I win. As soon as the fight's over, I just burst into tears. And that is the last time my parents have uh, seen me fight. That's uh, the last impression they have. And I I believe that, you know, they haven't seen me mature as a pro. They haven't seen uh, everything that, I, that I'm capable of. And uh, they also can't travel to Mexico. And it's, you know, it's very sad that, my family hasn't uh, been with me through, you know, this whole process. I've had, I had an emotional pro debut and all these things coming together. And for them to finally be able to see me as a pro and to be there with me, it just, it means a lot to me. My, my family is a, a huge part of, of why I still box. And I hope that them seeing me triumph in some way gives them some happiness. I understand, and I, I am familiar with the story of your brother, and, and I know that it plays a big part in uh, in your career, and 
and why you box. So in a way, fighting the United States in a completely different, completely different um, um, set of circumstances is that important for you to kind of like not erase the memory of that last fight in, in the United States because you really can't because that's part of your mm-hmm. life and it's part of your career and your family's uh, lives. But kind of like maybe bring a smile to your parents' face in a different circumstance with you inside a ring. That, that's exactly what it is. Um, my parents aren't the happiest people in the world. And um, I want to show them that, you know, I haven't given up. I'm still here. I'm still trying. And, you know, I want to give them a little bit of happiness in that day. And I want them to see me win. And I want them to smile for at least a few hours. I want them to feel some sort of joy and knowing that, that you know, I'm still trying. It's not going to be easy because in front of you that night in a, in a, in the fight is going to be a tough veteran by the name of Noemi Bosquez, who, you know, her record might not show it, but she, you know, it might not be a great record. I mean, I think she's under 500 in her record. She has more losses than wins, but she's fought everybody that, that she could mm-hmm. fight in that weight class and even higher weight class. I mean, she's gone up to 126 pounds and fought Heather Hardy at 126. And she's gone down and fought other world champions and or other uh, uh, soon-to-be world champions. Um, and she's fought everywhere around the world, you know. So she, nothing is going to phase Noemi Bosquez. So what are your thoughts on, on, on Bosquez and, and the type of competitor that she is? Well, I feel that I have a lot of respect for her. I know that she's been around uh, – She's fought everybody. She never says no to a fight. Uh, she's fought some of the best women out there right now. Uh, she fought Kenya Enriquez, went to a decision with her. She's fought uh, Lulu Juarez, Sonia Osorio, all these girls that I'm eventually um, um, going to be fighting in the flyweight division. Uh, Sonia Osorio, I was actually supposed to fight her once already, and um, Kenya is a really good friend of mine that I admire and that I think she's, She's an amazing uh, boxer. So uh, stepping into the ring with her, I know I have my hands full. I know that I'm in for a long night, and I'm prepared for that. I think that uh, she's a veteran. She has the experience, and I have to respect that. At the same time, um, I can't go in there um, belittling myself. I know I have a great amateur background, and, you know, I put in the work, and I'm very hungry. And uh, I know I have to be smart. And um, I know that I have to win. It's that simple. We had a tough opponent in Judith Rodriguez, who is a very tough fighter, a veteran, comes forward. You know, you know, she's a tough fighter. But do you feel that at, to this point, Noemi Bosquez might be the biggest challenge in your pro career? Um, I think uh, I think Mexican fighters in general are very, very tough. And I did start my career in Mexico, and. Um, you know, box rec is very, how can I say, uh, it can be misunderstood, deceptive. you know. Or deceptive. Yeah, yeah. It, of course, um, I feel that, you know, people look at records and they think, oh, this girl's garbage, this girl's that. It's not like that. Um, you know, women, us women, we fight anybody and anytime and wherever, you know. We take opportunities trying to make this sport grow. And so, um, Judith was a very, very tough fight. And I believe that Noemi Bosquez will be just as tough. Obviously, um, she has 
a lot more experience than she's fought at bigger weight classes, so I have to be very careful. Um, I do believe, um, you know, Judith was a tough test in its time, but now I'm off to a, a tougher test and with, a, you know, a bigger eye on me, so I really have to perform. There have been conversations with Golden Boar regarding the future and a possible contract them. That could open huge doors for you. They have a new, they have a, a contract with the zone. Um, we've seen what they've done with, you know, Cines Estrada, what they've done with Marlene Esparza, what they've done with Franchon Cruz, what they did with Maricela Cornejo, you know, putting them on, on big platforms and giving them some good exposure. Is that contract with them contingent on your performance against Noemi Bosquez? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I believe so. I, I, I believe that you're only as good as your last fight. So I think that you always have to look good. Um, obviously if, if I don't look good, then questions uh, will rise. Um, but I mean, everything's going well. I'm treated like I'm a golden, golden boy fighter right now. And I, I really love it. So I just, that come fight night, I just have to perform. I've also seen that you've mentioned, um, early on this year on your social media, one of your goals for the year is a, is a title shot, whether it be, a, I don't know if you mentioned a regional title or a world title. So is that something that you've discussed with your team and with Golden Boy? And who would you be gunning for in the flyweight division if given the opportunity? I think that um, if, if you want to grow, I mean, you have to take big opportunities. Um, it is something that we all have talked about uh, with Golden Boy and, um, you know, uh, with my team. And it's something that um, we're going to, you know, little by little start working on. Uh, eventually, I would love a fight with um, the world champions. I, I believe that you know, my team wants me to take some uh, regional and titles first and smaller titles first and then move up into uh, the championship fights. But, um for me, I mean, I think I'm a big risk taker. And um, if it's at 112, um, you know, I'm there. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Face to Face. If you'd like to follow Suleyma Rubina, you can do so under her name on every major social network. The Two Minute Round podcast will be back with you on February 13th.